everyone. Welcome again to Monty and Mickey, the Geek Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, it has been a while. Uh, we are we're kind of on a, a little bit of a hiatus just because of how many uh, episodes we were able to get out at the end of the year. We decided to take a little bit of a break and uh, come back and regroup. So today we've got something a little bit different than what we normally do. Uh, normally we're focusing on TV shows and movies and and kind of basically doing a review. I think up to this point it's been uh, a, a commentary or review on a movie or a TV show. And so today we're gonna we're gonna kind of stay still stay in the pop culture uh, lane, if you will. But we're gonna kind of sidestep the the movies and TV shows. We're gonna be talking today about different types of collections. Um, and so what we realized in the world of pop culture and the world of TV and movies and 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 all all of that, it seems like it usually goes hand in hand with collecting. Um, and it, it seems like even at a minimal level, somebody who watches a movie wants something to physically represent that movie. So many different accessories and all that. Yeah, I mean. That's more money making, obviously, but people right. who are fans want a representation of whatever they've seen. And, and we've talked about that before, about how, uh, like in Star Wars, that drove uh, some of the decisions that they made. Um, and, and why they have the certain characters because they felt like they could be marketed to kids as toys. And, I mean, unapologetically, Transformers did that. Uh, Power Rangers did that. G.I. Joe did that. Well, Star Wars set the pace and everybody went, oh. <coughs> Yeah, there's there's money to be made. So much money to be made. Um, I forget the and figures. And it even promotes the movie a little more, obviously. Right. You know? It promotes the movie. There's, there's a lot that goes into that. And so... And so we're going to – obviously, there's a, a, a bunch of different types of connections or collections. Um, we just kind of feel like there's something that kind of draws humans to collecting. Uh, and, and it's, it's kind of like human nature to collect, so to speak. And so we're going to dive into that a little bit more today. Um, but first of all, I uh, kind of want to touch on in the news and kind of new and, and, and exciting stuff. I guess first of all, uh, we'll start out – we uh we went and saw Birds of Prey, uh this this week, uh I think it was about a week, a little bit maybe two weeks after it came out, um, I, I guess, I'm I'm glad I saw it. So am I. I'm glad I didn't pay more than five dollars for yeah, it. Yeah, and I, I I put more expectations on it just because I liked her character in Suicide Squad so much. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't everything I figured it would be. It just. It was lacking in a lot of ways. Yeah, it was, it was, it wasn't a good movie, but it wasn't a bad movie. No, I, I don't feel like it's, I wasted my time. But it's just like rent it if you when if you if you if you can't get a five dollar movie, rent it. I mean, if you're a super big Harley Quinn fan, go ahead and go see it, and maybe you'll love it. But one thing that I, a couple things that I didn't like about it. One, there's no way in hell that I'd bring my kids that were under thirteen, fourteen years yeah, old to that. Um, swearing a lot, which, I mean, I don't care about swearing that much in a movie, but it was just seemed like unnecessary to like, to like for show. Like, yeah, exactly. It wasn't, um, the violence was insane and the plot was just, (coughs) it it just had holes. It it didn't feel cohesive. It it just, I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than that. It just kind of disjointed. And I, I liked certain parts of it. But it wasn't, like, as a whole, it wasn't, like, it's not in my top ten 
superhero movies. Well, you, you talked know? about the stuff that would make it rated R or whatever. As much of a sex symbol as she is, that they kind of went away from that. And I think she was she's a producer of that, uh, Mar- Margot Robbie. So I think, judging by what I've heard about the Suicide uh, Squad movie, she kind of intentionally didn't make her so much flesh showing. I mean, they right. wanted to cover up more and like. <coughs> it was not, very much more of a strong female. Yeah, we don't want to you like, know just you know make women to be just sex pieces or whatever right, like that. Right. So. I mean, and I think she's a beautiful woman, so I was kind of looking forward to that, to be honest. But without all the other stuff lacking, I thought, okay, at least there's that. And it did, the storyline just didn't overwhelm me. And it seemed there was more humor than I expected, but they were trying too hard to be like Deadpool, and this just fell so short of it. That's what I was going to say, too, is that it, it, it was basically DC's attempt at Deadpool, but it wasn't... There's the not, nobody's ever going to replace Ryan Reynolds, first no, of all. No, the writing just wasn't nearly The good. writing wasn't that good. And I don't even need somebody to replace Ryan Reynolds. Oh, God, but no. the, the writing <coughs> could have been better. Yeah, oh, definitely. And that that's what would have made it... A, a, like They had all the strong characters. They had Canary, Black Canary. They had uh, Harley Quinn. They had Huntress. They had a couple of the really good, strong, interesting characters. Mm-hmm. It just didn't come together like they had all the pieces it didn't come together which they tried too hard unfortunately they didn't the story. unfortunately that's just the way that dc's been landing yeah, lately they lay a bunch um, of turds. but uh but yeah even <coughs> excuse me getting geez. all choked up you love it yeah. so much uh even uh uh obi-wan kenobi what's his face um ewan mcgregor his performance was, wasn't I, good I, I he was forgettable i I forgot he was even in it. To be honest, I, just I saw his name at the end of the movie. And I went, "Oh, that's right." <coughs> he Obi Wan fell short. He just, yeah, it wasn't like it, it, it. He was cheesy, but in a bad way. Like it wasn't clever cheesy. It was just well down to the writing again. Yeah. So again, it, it it if you like Harley Quinn and you enjoy that kind of thing, definitely go see it. But I don't know. I don't. It it wasn't that successful, and I don't think that it's going to spur. It's going to be very hard to come back from that and try to tie a universe together. Even though together. I did see on commercials, it's the number one movie in the uh, world. Yeah, they also said know. that about Sonic the Hedgehog yeah, last well, night. So yeah, before it came <laughs> out know. even. Yeah. yeah, I blame Rosie Perez for one thing. Because oh. other than White Men Can't Jump, any movie she's ever been just sucked. Mm. So I think it's all on her. That's that's thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, her, we didn't feel like a whole episode needed to be dedicated to that, but we definitely wanted to talk about it since we did did go see it um some cool things that are in the news or things that we saw on the internet um star wars uh the disney parks are going to actually try to i mean makes sense they do it with every other disney princess and disney character if you wanted to make your dream come true to meet baby yoda the mandalorian is going to be walking around with baby yoda at a at a disney park soon so that'll be cool. I don't know how they're the animatronics or whatever they're going to do to get that to work out. That's going to be awesome. I can't wait to see videos of that when that surfaces. Yeah, no you know, um, it'll just be a fun, fun thing. Oh, uh, any of you Halo fans out there, Nerf is coming out with a line of guns, of toy guns that uh, mimic or look like the Halo guns that were in the video game. So you got the Needler, you got the little pistol, you got the battle rifle. All that's going to be going to be uh, – uh, added to Nerf's collection, hint, hint. That's what we'll be talking about. Not Nerf, but collections. Okay, shut up. Um, ben Affleck 
I guess he came out and kind of talked more about why he uh, departed from the DC universe. Um, I guess when they saw the uh, the script for the the Batman movie that he was going to be in, he basically realized that excuse me the other movies kind of kind of became an alcoholic um and the other movies took a lot out of his life and um somebody commented about like this is a great script but you're not gonna be able to survive it like you're gonna you're gonna kill yourself basically trying to get this movie to work and i think that because of what factor just the stress of just working so hard to get all the scenes in to, to the acting and everything that coupled with the fact that he got a divorce from what's her name not j-lo that was a long time no the, the she, he, can't keep track. around the same time he got a divorce too so i think that that all played into why why he decided to do that um so i mean can't blame the guy obviously your health is more important um so there that is kind of explains that uh stranger things four dropped a teaser mm-hmm. so uh Hopper's alive. Um, they released Batman footage finally uh, with uh, Robert Pattinson in the Batman suit. Um, there's some <coughs> speculation because everybody's trying to like, you know, look at every single little detail. It looks like his bat symbol might be gun parts. So they think maybe the gun that killed his parents, that he took that and made it a symbol of hope or something. Oh, really? People are just speculating right now. So I don't I, – that might – I didn't think it looked like gun parts, but that's just me. It yeah. just kind of looked like a, the, you know, Batman video game yeah, logo. Yeah, right light and have enough ears. Yeah, yeah right. Like squid. I mean, I, mean it, it, I guess it's not that crazy. Then play a record that. backwards and hear all the satanic <laughs> stuff that goes right. with it. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, World's first Batman restaurant was announced. So, oh, um, cool. I would love to go there, but, uh, that won't be in green Bay. Like, that's like Oh, we didn't even talk about that. I thought we mentioned it in another episode. I don't think so. That, that was newer. Oh, maybe. Cause, cause the last episode was bet last year. Mickey, why don't you talk a little bit about that? while I'm looking up where this one is. Do you... Uh, there's a restaurant in green Bay, Wisconsin, which is about a half an hour away from us called, um, what is it? The cheesecake rebellion. Cheese steak rebellion. Oh, che- yeah. Cheese, cheese steak. Yeah. Yep. Cheese steak rebellion, which is Philly cheese steaks, um, which are just not—they're few and far between in this area. They're hard to come by that are authentic and you know, good. Taste great. Yep. And, the, and with a Star Wars themed restaurant, and apparently they haven't even had a grand opening, but they're—they're just—they don't have enough food and stuff. They're, they've been selling out of of product. Yeah. And like having to close early because they don't have enough food like to make multiple times they've apologized yeah, it, on facebook at for least not three or four times yeah so we're definitely gonna have to try it out hopefully they can keep keep their inventory up uh soho london so that re- batman restaurants in oh. london so unless i go back to london soon um rick moranis was confirmed for the honey i shrunk the kids reboot or sequel or whatever, yeah, whatever it's called. it is yeah. um uh if you Looked up uh, Star Wars Galactic <laughs> Star Cruiser, uh, another Disney Parks uh, attraction. This is basically – I'm not going to go too many – look it up. It's pretty It's pretty sweet. You're basically at a Star Wars hotel, but it pretends with visual uh, visual effects that you're actually on a, a Star Cruiser. Um, four DC movies have won Oscars now. 
that have had the Joker in them. So that's kind of cool. That 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 says something about that character in in particular. Oh, yeah. All right, I think that's enough of my blabbering. So let's get into the the meat of the 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 episode here. So, <clears throat> like I said, it, it it feels like it's human nature um, to collect things. I mean, most of us, especially who are fortunate enough to live in a country that with the um, a, amazing amount of wealth and disposable income that we experience here in the United States. Most people have at least some small collection, postcards or thimbles or something, right? You watch American Pickers, there's some hoarders that collect everything, right? Including garbage, T- and rats, and yeah, stuff tissues, like and yeah. yeah. So, uh, some of the types of collections uh, we're going to be talking about some specifically to uh, for like uh, uh, pop culture and, and comic books and that kind of specific collections today but stuff that's more personal <clears throat> to us that right things that we have experience of obviously but obviously action figures shot glasses animal heads cars baseball cards tattoos people collect paintings movies sports memorabilia stamps coins statues bobbleheads other toys gi joe everything i mean there's people that posters the list goes on and on right i have i have a bunch of game boards hanging on my den wall right just framed. yeah and, and, and those are legitimate collections. Yeah, and they're cool looking, yeah. What I've been told is, and this is obviously uh, subjective, but if you have three or more items of the same category or whatever, that's considered then at least the start of a collection. So if you've got, you know, three shot glasses, you've started a collection. I have three pimples on my face. I have a collection, a collection of, of pimples. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Hey, there's probably a museum for that. Um <laughs> But then, then even even further, I mean, we're talking about specific actual items, but, I mean, the categories could include pop culture, like I talk, we talked about. So we're going to be talking about pop culture and movies mostly, sports, celebrities, you know, collecting, uh, you know, celebrity pictures or autographs, locations of things like you know, one stamp in each state or, you know, a like shot, glass shot glass from yeah. each state or each city. Monty's or, wife and I both have extensive shot glass collections from all the places we've been to. Yeah, so let's let's kind of go into that um, right away. So, Mickey, what um, what collections do you currently have, or what do you kind of in your you well, talked about a couple of them? That's already. an extensive one, I and mean, I mean I've traveled a lot. Thank God, because my parents we've they instilled that in me, so I've been to a lot of places. Recently, I was in Hawaii. Last year, I was in. Croatia, Slovenia, Italy, uh, Scotland, and England, and so I collect plate, you know, shot glasses that represent all those places. I've got Star Wars action figures. I've got cap guns. I've got those antique pencil sharpeners. Ooh. I've got cartoon glasses. I've got those game board games hanging on my wall. Um, I've got these um, resin houses. They're like. Like lighthouses, and you know, there's an Irish heritage collection, kind of like a Christmas village, but a little bit different. Yeah, but a little yeah. smaller scale and, yep. and just more intricate and stuff. And just um, they keep fill, fill up my curio cabinet. There's it's pretty extensive. I love it. Um, then I've got CDs. I've got movies. Um, just in my den alone, I've got most of this stuff. I've got a lot of books. Um, a lot of it's, you know, kid-oriented stuff because it brings me back to my childhood. Right. I go into that den and I'm like, <laughs> Well, and I it. think that you'll find with most collection, there's a strong nostalgia connection to so it. To your you childhood, know, yeah. Most and, of the time, and, yeah. and most of the things I just mentioned were maybe not yeah. the shot glasses because I am a Wisconsin baby, but <laughs> we didn't start drinking quite that early. But yep. um, I guess those are the main ones that I have my heart set on the most. So how about you? 
Um, so I, the, the, the me, anybody who's, and I've mentioned this a couple times, I collect Funko Pops. That's my really? large. Where my, are they? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if any, I, usually the, the reaction I get when I come to, where we record, come down to my, my basement is, wow. And that, that's usually, I, I, you know, it, it might be a little bit overboard, it's but. Not, it's not though. I've seen collections a lot crazier is the right word for that. Right. Yeah, and I, I try to keep it more. We're going to talk about that a little bit more too, our organization and, and how that all fits into the collecting. But pops, um, like I said, my uh, wife collects uh, shot glasses. Um, I used to collect uh, mugs. So when I go on a trip, like a, a coffee mug. No, uh, even people collect steins. Yep. That's another one, yeah. Um, and then uh, the other bigger, I'd say pops are my biggest, and then that uh, Batman – uh, Hallmark um, ornaments. Christmas ornaments. Yep, Christmas ornaments. That's a pretty impressive collection, actually. Um, I have a little baseball collection. Uh, I used to do baseball cards. I don't do that anymore. Even your posters. Um, some posters, yeah. But but yeah, I think that right now, especially in this stage of my life, I'm I'm really focused on the pops and and, and collecting those. Since don't forget about your baby toys. You got a lot of those. <laughs> well, it's not my collection, but. <laughs> Well, it collects all over your house. Yeah, um, intentional collections. Okay, my bad. Um, oh well, I mean, beer bottle caps. I've been collecting those, but that's more. Actually, so have I. That's cool. I yeah. Know you were doing that. I well, just 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 to have. I don't know what I'm going to make yet for sure, but well, just to I see, have. I got them, a buddy so. who's going to cover his bar top. Okay. With him, you know, you put like um, resin. Yeah, resin or um, epoxy mm. in between them, and then you just cover. Those are really cool looking. I've seen them in bars yeah. and stuff, but. I've got a bunch if you ever want them. I don't, I'm not sure yeah. I'll even ever use them. But. Yeah, and I don't – I'm not a huge drinker, so I literally have like – like if you came over and you're like, how many years have you been collecting bottle caps? Yeah, I'd see, be like, that's why I'm here yeah. for you, man. I drink yeah. more beer than you. So. <laughs> yeah, well, and and so – and that's just something, like I said, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, collect. Oh, the other thing my wife collects is the uh, little um, injection-molded uh, animals that you make at like a zoo at the little – uh, kiosks uh oh, yeah. we we went to a zoo in minnesota we got them from milwaukee and one in from milwaukee so she's starting to collect those and speaking of that yeah. i i also collect coins i forgot oh yeah i've got like a few penny collections that i've had since i was a kid that my mom got me but a, a bunch of other various coins and we started going to national parks because my parents are old oh, yep. and you can get it's... into it for free so they they have little books similar to that where you can collect like the little coins yeah. that represent those and they're pretty cool. I was going to say, don't most national parks have something like a coin or something oh, that you yep. can like, hey, collect all the whatever? Yep. yep. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. So that's kind of – that's what, what we what we usually collect or what we kind of in our wheelhouse, so to speak. So what makes a collection? So maybe maybe you're just starting out and you don't really know where where you – you know you want to collect something, but you don't know where to start. And, you, and you're – like Abby even talked about – I think she talked about in one of our episodes that she was really hesitant because there's like this huge thing about inbox and out of box and she didn't know where to start and she didn't want to. So we're going to kind of go through some of the like the the vocabulary that goes into collecting. And and this is obviously we're taking a huge deep dive into this. I mean, if you want to just be like, yeah, I'm going to collect a shot glass, everyone like you don't need to know any of this. If you are interested in this stuff, great. But this is a you know, big part of pop culture. But, yeah, absolutely. You go to any Comic-Con, you're going to see most of the things that are being sold at tables 
somehow fit into a collection. And if you're a big enough geek to be listening to us talk about, ramble on about this <laughs> stuff, you probably right. have your own extensive collection. Exactly. Um, so, first of all, a quick economics lesson. Uh, the lower the supply and the higher the demand, the more expensive it is. Yep. It's pretty easy. Uh, that is genu- genu- generally... Blah, blah, blah. English uh, hard. Generally true and generally a good rule of thumb if they only made because there's there's a couple different reasons why supply would be low they only made 500 pieces of a specific thing and it only was released at one comic-con in 2010 that value is going to be very or is going to be a lot more than something that was released with 48,000 pieces yeah, the rarity and has a lot to do with them. even if it's the same year um unless the thing is, there are exceptions to that. Because like I said, I watch American Pickers, and those guys are just going for certain types of things that people want to buy for their collection. Mm-hmm. There are ca- cases where something is very rare, but because nobody wants it, it still doesn't have much value. Like, mm-hmm. pe- j- you got to have the wants, too. Right, like the, the, right. The, the demand. demand part, yeah, the yeah, demand the part of that. Yeah, exactly. But what also – so what impacts supply is also people who are holding on to these things. So if you have only found – out of those, let's just say 50 things, if it was a limited edition, 50 pieces, right? And there's only 10 people that are willing to sell their item. Now you you just turn down the supply even more and prices go way up. Um, so that, that all impacts cost. Pretty straightforward economics lesson, right? Excuse me. The value then sometimes is directly related to the cost, right? If I had a Babe Ruth card, that would be very, 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 very valuable to me, yeah. especially if it was signed. Sure. It also would be hella expensive. Would you still be friends with me if you had something like that? Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Because you'd be rich. Yeah, like, well, if I had something like that. Like an like honest Wagner yeah. card would be along that lines too. You know? Yeah. So, now, if my dad played professional baseball and he signed a baseball card for me, that would be very valuable to me. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't necessarily be expensive, though, and that's kind of where I think the best types of collecting come in, where you kind of marry those things, right? Everybody wants the you know limited edition autographed thing, right? If you can still have fun collecting that two dollar action figure because you, you watched it. that you TV show yep. or you you're followed in, that you're character, invested. exactly. So that's that's kind of. I, I think that sometimes those things can be even more personally valuable depending on the situation. Well, so. along those lines, like like with baseball cards, a full set, because I mean a lot of guys I know used to and when baseball cards were more valuable, you collect a full set. It had a certain amount of value, but taking apart the set because there were certain cards that were worth so much was actually more more worth more. Oh yeah. Than the whole set together. Yeah. Even with those cards in it. But then you got other times where even though, okay, that set isn't, I don't want any individual, but the set as a whole is worth more because it's all complete. Right. So it goes both ways in that. Yeah. And there's a ton of it, p- factors that impact that. I think well, a lot sure. of people who are especially getting into that, like, why is this rare? Is this valuable? Exactly. Is this, is it, why does this cost so much? You know? So, so there's a lot of things that go into that. Um, like I had mentioned before with Abby's uh, kind of, hesitation to collecting she was talking about the whole in and out of box situation and i mean i think that it kind of goes without saying that if something is left in a box 
it, it's more valuable, right? That's generally, you know, mint condition, near mint condition. We have all, there's all these phrases that describe the condition of the item that you are collecting or that, you know, you, well, there's that, like a ten, you know, 10 level scale or something. Yeah. They, they, I mean, you, anybody that's watched, um, what, it, uh, antique roadshow, yeah. you know, they, they talk about that kind of stuff. And obviously, even the box, so like for Funko Pops, the box condition is even goes into that value. So if you've got something that's been in a box all its life, but the corner smashed in, you just drastically reduced or you let it the sit value. In the sun for too long and it starts right, fading. fading. Yeah, there's tons of stuff that I mean you, that that's why you've got you know even even Funko has it, it boxes like a protective boxes. Baseball cards had the protective well, you, you know got plastic. Quite a few of those yourself, right, to cover your boxes. Yeah. The protective, the plastic. Yeah, yeah. And tr- trying to, yep, especially with the more expensive ones. Oh, totally, the, yeah. the, um, Like baseball cards. That's a lot yeah, of Yeah, exactly, exactly. Baseball cards. Baseballs even, like they make the little, you know, plastic cases for that. So so just trying to protect, you know, the thing that you're collecting. From dust and all the fading that can happen to it. That all being said, it's not necessary for you to keep the thing in your box for it to be a collection that was what abby was getting at is she wanted to take the thing out she wanted to enjoy it she wanted to have fun with it and display it and do all the things Especially with it Baby that Yoda. was meant yeah i vaguely remember her mentioning what that what, what are they but one of the what is the phrase one one to stock and one to rock yeah. so somebody buys two they keep one in the box and they I play with the other with one, one. Yeah. um but but the the thing is is sometimes you can't get away from taking it out of the box like unless you're really going to commit to that like you talked about your star wars figures that you have in box that never you are never going to take them out right you can't physically play with that thing it's not as easy to play with it with a card on the back of the <laughs> with guy, the card you know? what do they call that the blister packaging i think is what they yeah, call it yep, yep. um so sometimes you have to take it out sometimes there's things you can't even see the item unless you took it out of the box That's so true. there's really no point Unless you were going to save it for someday selling it, there's no point in leaving it in the box. So what I'm, I guess what I'm getting at is don't let anybody tell you it has to be in this box or it has your to be collecting that way. Your collection do, you do it as however you want to do it. Um, and that kind of leads into my my other category, like a, a kind of a, a sidestep to that is – Before you get into that, though, that's why I got to give you credit. You chose a nice uh, subject matter – where you, because these pops are easy to take out, mm-hmm. you can display the actual pop itself with right. the box behind it. Still put it back in, and the value just doesn't go down that much. That's yeah. great. Because, like you say, my action figures for Star Wars, I take out the, the guy; it's ripped apart. Right. There's no the packaging. Back yeah, the packaging can't be. So put you back chose together, a yeah. really good collection where you can display yeah. the guy and take it out. And they were intentional about that. They have, I think they call it, that the word is escaping me right now. It's like viewing window or. or view like a view whatever you can see the pop in the box because it has a plastic window so if you wanted to collect it and display it excuse me in box you can and still actually see the like action figures right like action figures but as mickey was saying i can if i'm careful about it take the item out of the box put it out outside of the box or look at it do whatever and then put it back in the box and have minimal if not no damage to the box because they're not mint condition to begin with Right. Mint meaning never been 
taken right. out of the box. Or yeah, if you care about that, then obviously you're not going to do that. But I don't. You're not buying their mint without ever having been touched anyway, right? Some of the them, obviously, like Amazon and stuff, I'm ordering them. Oh, okay. So they're like some of the like certain ones I have not took it out of the box. They but, were mint. Though. Yeah, they are, but th- well, I they're wouldn't. not mint once they're touched. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, that's like, what mint means. Never been touched. Well, or, I think mint is. There's a word that that means that okay. where it's never yeah. been touched by a human hand. Gotcha. But I, and I think it's mint. I think that's what that means. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely a part of it. Like shot glasses don't have a box. No, exactly. They're not. They're not. Some of them, I guess, would. But you're never gonna. You're really not gonna find a whole lot. So that's. I mean, obviously, it just depends on your situation. Um, we also, as a collectors, you you like to talk about, or you, you what I like to do with my collections is. I like to have a organized way to display them. So some people just throw them wherever and they're just scattered all over their house. And if that's the way you want to do it, that's fine. I like to put my stuff on shelves and I like to have it in a like kind of an organized way. So when you start getting into it or if you have a collection already, maybe start thinking about that because what it does is it helps you appreciate it more. I guess we're kind of getting into a weird, you know, diving into something that's, I don't know. It, it, it we're kind of being weird about our collections, but it's not that weird if you think about it. There, there's other things that people display, paintings and you oh, know, those are pictures and all yeah. that kind of stuff. But so, you're also investing in this. There's monetary value to go right. Like this too. So you want to display. You want to have something that kind of, even if it's just a simple shelf. Some people put them up at their at their work on their desk. You know, if you have some unique way, you know, yeah, Michaela has. My wife has uh, some some little. Uh, like floating shelves for her shot glasses and little cabinets. So, you know, just, you know, those, that's a, that's a really, you know, you can be very creative with the way that you display. Um, we also have talked about the history behind it. So for example, if something was made in like 1978, right. And it was really highly sought after in 1978, it might've been really valuable. That value might go down now because people aren't collecting the same way in 2020. Now, the opposite could also be true. You could have something that was made in 1978 that's really valuable now because people really want it or really, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's a resurgence in things that are, you know, that people are interested in. Um, so that all kind of plays into the value, rarity and everything else. Uh, just kind of briefly talk about, like, some people get signatures, you know, baseball cards get signatures on them of the, the, the athlete. Uh, people get their, their the pop boxes. They get those sig- signatures, baseball baseballs themselves, posters, all that kind of stuff. So that kind of – sometimes it, it, it adds to the value and, and, you know, somebody – it means more. Um, and then I guess the last thing that we're going to talk about is, is what types of collections. Like, there's different variants and features, and what I mean by that – is like a company could release something and then release some other variants of that same thing. So like if they release something that is in one color and then there's a variant in a different color or baseball cards you know, were notorious for that. Yeah, the that time. they they the different you know chrome they would do holographic yeah. you know all that kind of stuff. Um, Pops do that with the different they do chases. So like a one in seven is a, is this special type of you know unique thing or different color variants, or even they do, like, textured variants, glow-in-the-dark, chrome, all that kind of stuff. Chrome. chrome Mandalorian, don't you? Uh, that's coming still. I got pushed back, actually. It's, 
I'm not going to talk about it right not now. Disappointed. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. But, I get verklempt. Uh, but, but yeah, um, so let's kind of review some specific companies that are, I guess, the the flagships of the collection industry. And like I said, we're specifically talking about pop culture and movies and TV shows. But um, first of all, I'm going to start out with Kenner, your personal favorite, yeah, Mickey. Yeah, um, Vintage Star Wars, I think, far and away is what they're most known for. And kind of the originator of the whole collectible. Like, right. Like those movies came out and they said, we should start you know, making representations of these characters and accessories and all that stuff. I, they're the ones who started this whole nostalgia mm-hmm. thing, you know, with, as far as collectibles and stuff, right? I mean, yeah. when it comes to movies. Right. Right, they they partnered with uh, Lucas Films uh, from the start, pretty much. Yeah, um, geniuses. Who so 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 George Lucas went to how what, what was the companies that turned down the licensing deal? There's with, a show on Netflix called The Toys That Made Us, and the Star Wars was one of the first ones. Um, Toymakers that turned down Star Wars were Mattel, Hasbro, Parker Brothers, Ideal, and as they said. Everyone but a small non-corporate company out of Ohio called Kenner. Yeah. Because they didn't know what the movie was going to do, and this little company was like, sure, we'll take it on. Yeah. It was a fairly good decision. I'm sure a lot of them are kicking themselves. Oh, still. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. Is there anything else Kenner has made that's really popular? I think that's pretty much the biggest one. Oh, that's the one that they're most known. But, yeah, they've, they've made a lot of other different. I know they did, you know, different other random stuff, but I... I can't, it's not, was it, was Kenner Transformers or that was somebody else? I that think. was somebody else. I can't yeah. remember exactly. But. I think Mattel. Maybe Mattel. Yeah, I think you're right, yeah. Um, or Hasbro. Um, so then Mattel, uh, Mattel, they're, they're two biggest, they're biggest known for Barbie and Hot Wheels. Those are the two that they really um, made a name for themselves. Kenner, I'm sorry to interrupt, but Kenner made Play-Doh and Easy Bake Oven. That's the two. Okay, yeah. so they did, obviously. They had, uh, Play-Doh was a pretty big thing. Yeah. yeah um, Easy Bake Oven. And fun fact, Barbie and Hot Wheels, uh, the inventor of Barbie was married to the inventor of Hot Wheels. So at Mattel, you had a husband and wife running the company. One, in, The husband invented Hot Wheels, the wife invented Barbie. And it turns out the story was she had this amazing idea with the Barbies. Well, then... And they basically had a discussion. Well, he needed to come out with some version of a toy that was as dominant for boys, right? Like that. And so he went, "Oh, how about little diecast cars? Oh, there's a good idea." And that's definitely a collection. That's another huge collection I I forgot about that I have at mommy's house. Man, jeez. Yeah, I had a pretty good childhood. You just make your own toys that made us. Yeah, honestly, and I have Transformers that I forgot about. And I had a few Cabbage Patch Kids to be honest too. So holy cow! My my parents were fairly good to me. I, I love you, mom and dad. (laughs) <laughs> so Funko obviously uh is a newer company, newish. Um they they do mo- their their biggest thing is pops. They do Dorbs, they do mystery minis. Bobbleheads, right? They do well, Bob they did do bobblehead wa- wacky wobblers they called them oh, really? back in the day. They don't um, do those anymore. I don't know that they do them anymore, no. no. Kidding. Yeah. Cuz pops are so big. Well, and the other part of that is certain we're getting going to get into licensing, but certain licensing requires bobblehead uh, to oh, be a sure, bobblehead. Sure. Um, so, um, Hasbro, uh, I think WWE. I didn't realize how big that is. Zack Ryder was a guest on one of the podcasts that I listened to, and he was talking. To, he's a he's a professional wrestler, yep. 
and he was talking about how he collects WWE action figures, and I didn't realize that there was such a big fan following for that. For wrestling guys. For wrestling. Like Hulk Hogan and those kind of guys? You mean well, back, like, way back when? Well, no, like, like I'm saying, like, just normal people, like, you and I, like, got regular guys are collecting these WWE action figures like crazy. It's well, like, like a big deal. Like current action figures, though, not the... Not the ones that... I think every every type. because well, when I was yeah. a kid, like Hulk Hogan and all yeah. those kinds of... It, well, because they made like a Stretch Armstrong version yeah, of them, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They were about probably six inches tall okay. or whatever, not yeah. like a typical action figure, but yeah, those were a big deal. I had a few buddies that collected I mean, those. I guess I just never really was into professional wrestling, so I didn't realize how big it was. Yeah. But surprisingly enough, my great-grandma, who's passed away, she, she was a huge fan of professional wrestling, so... Side tangent, but she's like sitting, literally sitting in the nursing home watching professional wrestling. So that's awesome. I mean, I, I, I don't. Have you ever have you watched one recently? It's Not, as much of a drama and like a soap opera oh, as it is. It has been. It's, it's like insane the amount of like a, side just, stories and like oh that person did this. And oh, it, it's like, like it's just as much about that as it is about the actual well, wrestling. For twenty years they've been calling it the male version of a soap opera. Like yeah, that's yeah. another collection I forgot about. Is those little muscle men that you had? Oh wow! It was based on wrestling, but it was like, like, just screwed up little different plastic oh, yeah, things yeah, yeah. that were, you know. I had a ton of those too. I forgot about Man. those. Man, I'm gonna go look at my collection. <laughs> um, and then I, I Hasbro and, and Mattel, obviously, there's tons of stuff that they make. But one of the cool, cooler things that I've seen lately, and I've just kind of started researching and getting into, is called Marvel Marvel Legends, and they they they. Got a couple different things in their lines, but it's it's an action figure for Marvel characters. And what's cool about this is they have some that are standalone characters, right? But they also have something that is very similar to the Star Wars send in all your UPC codes and get the Emperor, right? Yep. So the premise behind – go ahead, Mickey, and talk about that for a minute. What what was the premise behind that? Because this, this is part of – the marketing that goes behind this, it, they're just genius. Collect them all. You know, that is all part of what goes into making things so popular and so, like, collectible and valuable. So can you explain, because I was not alive at the time, can you explain what the Emperor Palpatine promo was? Well, that, and that, that has to say a lot with, back then, you used to have no problem taking the guys out of the package mm -hmm. and cutting up these symbols that were part of that back card. Was it the UPC code or was it yeah, something different? It, well, yeah, it was a, I, It was like the little Kenner logo, I believe. Oh, okay, okay. Um, and you had to cut that out and you sent in, like, for something like that, it was probably 50 of those. So, meaning you had, Holy to, cow. you had to collect 50 different guys. Yeah, I wow. mean, maybe it was a smaller number, but I, it was substantial. Right. And you, I mean, so you literally cut up the card. So there goes the value of it being in package, obviously. You're just right. cutting the darn thing. And then you send those in. And then you'd get this emperor shipped to you. And there was Boba Fett was one of those exclusive characters that you had to send for it and all that stuff. They don't do that anymore. Yeah. You're not cutting stuff out of the out of the package or the, the back card anymore, you know. They, so a modern example of that would be um, Funko did a deal with Dr. Pepper where you buy three Dr. Pepper twenty ounce bottles, you send in a picture of the UPC code. Yeah. And you get the but little you're sending suite. In a bottle, not part of the package. No, not even the bottle, just a pitcher because yeah. oh, the yeah, internet, exactly. you know, yeah. so you, you don't even take the bottle apart. Yeah. But I, I would be curious on how much I know that they never actually made that's part of that TV show. They never actually made the Boba Fett that they advertised because of the choking hazard. Hmm. Uh, I would wonder how much that emperor Palpatine is worth though. Oh yeah. 
you know, that probably is worth a lot. Actually, so. I, I have one. It's out of the box. But. Oh, the Emperor Palpatine? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, so, what? there's a long walk for a short drink of water, basically. Marvel Build-A-Figure is what I'm getting at. That's that's from Hasbro, you said. Yes. That. So, what they're doing, or what they have done over the past, I don't even know how many years, you buy Spider-Man, right? And it's, and it's part of a Build-A-Figure line. So if you collect all of the figures in that line, each one of them comes with a different piece for a, another figure. So you collect all of them, and then you build that figure from the pieces, that the individual pieces that oh, you got sure. from each package. I just think that's awesome. Like, well, it's there, just there a cool... There was a toy called Voltron where you had different guys, yep. and they, they formed together to create one big right. robot. It's yeah. kind of along those lines. Yep, that's kind of cool. yep. but it was... Yeah, so, so like, you might get... It like there's a build a figure line that's the Hulk and like one has the right arm, one has the left arm, one has the torso, one has a head, one has the foot, you know, and so it's just a cool, you know, aspect of that that's clearly a marketing ploy. Oh yeah. But it's still really cool to be able to say, Okay, I collected all these, now I'm gonna take these individual pieces and put them together. Um, just something that I, I thought of. And then Bandai for the longest time, I think Has Hasbro bought Hasbro and Mattel bought them out. Uh, was doing all exclusive rights to the um, Power Rangers toys. We don't want to forget to mention that uh, Hasbro was a G.I. Joe came out in 1964, and they had a hard. And by the way, all these all these companies, including Lego, which we haven't touched on yet, had a time where they were just about to go bankrupt. Yeah, and they had to come up with some new amazing toy yeah. that everybody would love. That's G.I. Yeah. Joe was huge for Hasbro. And it's still around, obviously, but they had the like twelve-inch action figures, mm -hmm. and then they, you know, they had a break from those for a while. They came back and they started making the ones that are size of the action of the Star Wars. But right. You know, right. Oh yeah. Sorry. Since I'm interrupting already, a couple more collections I have: Garbage Pail Kids, the little cards. I got Meanie Babies. They're called based on Beanie Babies, but they're like all mm -hmm. kind of sadistic and weird. Like Splat the Cat. It's got tire marks going through its back. Okay. There's a bunch of those, and then I've got these Austin Powers. Action figures that are a little bigger, and they're in box, too. So, Wow. I, yeah, I got a few more collections than I realized. Maybe I should stop talking. Anybody else remember Beanie Babies? Remember the teeny Beanie Babies? Oh, man. That Those was a huge, huge. Just like Cabbage Patch Kids were I, I, My grandmother went to McDonald's so many times my to get those. My grandma was so – she had a whole wall. Like, you think your pop collection is overwhelming? <laughs> that whole wall – I mean, and Beanie Babies are smaller. Mm-hmm. It was like you suffocate when you walk in there because you thought <laughs> each they were one of them had you. each one of them had their own little name and yeah. little story oh, on the tape, and that was the other thing you remember going along the lines of the protectors. They had tape protectors. Mm -hmm. They had specific my grandma things. had one for all of them. Oh my and god! She, she had to have two hundred fifty, three hundred different well, beanie babies. Yeah. I remember from that. I remember that the Princess Diana one was a big oh, deal. Oh, yeah, so do I. That was a and big deal. Too, you say. No, she didn't really – she got them for her grandkids. Oh, okay. So she was trying to just get them for us. Oh, well, my grandma hoarded them for herself. Yeah. She, no. she was – she spoiled us. Don't get me wrong. But. We we collected them a little bit. I, I remember just remember them being popular. I remember, of all places, going to, like, the Mall of America and picking out, like, at the oh, aquarium. I got, like, the – the like one i don't even know like a scorpion one or something it was like they're this very yeah. they were all the rage man yeah like holy cow um yeah. another part of 
hard left transition there, Tom. Very good segue. <laughs> What's the meaning of life? Um, Collections. <laughs> another big part of uh, uh, collectible lines is the licensing. And so we've talked about that a little bit, about how Star Wars was exclusively licensed by Kenner and how uh, Bandai got the exclusive rights to Power Rangers. What people don't realize is licensing for those characters is kind of more complicated than people real than than you would just assume like oh like clearly why wouldn't anybody in their right mind not want to sell their the you know part of their rights to lego to build their whatever to be a part of their life right but it, it's it's more complicated than that and I, i'm realizing this as i'm doing more collecting that it, it goes into a lot of what is available so for example, we talked about Kenner and how they were the only people making, and for the original trilogy, they were the only people making Star Wars. Since then, when the prequels came out, Lego, some other people got in the game, and it kind of diluted the market, right? Yep. Kenner wasn't the only show in town. They now, the had, they now had competition. And so I think that that plays into it more than what people realize. So much so uh, that, and so New York, New York Toy Fair is going on right now, and I remember this specifically because last year, has it been a year already? It's almost been a full year since Endgame came out, right? Wow. Yeah. Was um, April, wasn't it? I think April, yeah. New York Toy Fair, um, Funko was not allowed to show, which is a big London Toy Fair and New York Toy Fair, two big Toy Fair, basically. In the world. You're you're not going there if you're me and Mickey. You're going there if you buy toys and sell toys for a living. Yeah. You're going to see the new items, right? But as well, a part of that. like us will go there, but, I mean, that's part of what they do. No, I don't think you can even go well, unless really, you have, like a, like, a yeah, you got to be a part of a business. you like, got to start revving up with it. Otherwise, people, there would be a lot more people, I think, going because well, this is where they showcase all of their new items for the year, right? So we got to find new friends you got to get employed with some of these companies. Yeah. Um, but what I was going to say is they were not allowed to, because I think it was obviously around this time of year, they were not allowed to show any Endgame product at all. Had it all ready. Had it all ready to go. As soon as they did, a couple weeks later, a couple months later, they hit the show, they like announced it, and the next day they were in stores, right? They were ready to go. But because of the spoilers and everything else that went along with Endgame specifically. They did not want anything to be spoiled ahead of time. So they, I don't even know that they actually released that tr first trailer until after that, or maybe it was right around that time. And then once the trailer was released where they're showing them in their um, nano suits or, or the uh, time travel suits or whatever in the trailer, then all of a sudden all these pops with them in their time travel Could suits. So there was a... Like, they have to play by those rules. And from what I understand, especially when it comes to, like, Tony and Hawk. that's become more so in the last 10, 20 years than, than it was back. For spoilers especially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, especially you're spoilers. are just more aware of, of yep. the value of all this work. Yes, that they don't want to – I mean, it's it, it's happened. I mean, you laugh. Maybe you're sitting there and you're like, <laughs> really? How could that spoil a movie? It's happened. Oh. People and certain companies have released product and – they were people who were very smart, very detail oriented. Look at something and be like, "Well, I bet you that's because of that thing," and it spoiled the movie. It, well, it gave so away a pop point. Social pop media point. is what it is. The fact that two schmucks like us can be talking on mics doing podcasts, 
social media has taken yeah. over the world, and that's what you're talking about. Right. There's people, you know, Blabbing, basically. talking about what, oh, well, this guy's holding a sword in his hand, so that means that he's fat or yeah. whatever, you know, it's whatever, sick. you know. Um, <laughs> Are you calling me fat? Yeah. There's, there's just a lot that goes into that that I think, you know, there's, like I said, people don't realize what the, you know, the impact working with the company that is giving you the the allowing you to produce this product and these companies mattel and kenner and and hasbro and funko that's how they live their licensing is literally how they make money if they don't get licensing they're not going to do as well funko has their own products right freddy funko and all that but people are going to go and buy an iron man and it's associated with something else that they love. They can go see the movie. And like I said, people want that tangible thing that represents yep. how they felt or what how, what they loved about that movie or TV show. And speaking of that, Lego um, was kind of reluctant to do that. They, they had a mm-hmm. system in mind, mm-hmm. you know. They wanted to keep their system. Every set they put out could be played with another set because they all could lock together and stuff. And they went through that and figured out all that. But they were reluctant to go with, like, Star Wars and them. Yeah. Well, then they started having financial difficulties and all this stuff, and they and they went, okay, we got to get Star Wars. Well, they got Star Wars, the year the year a movie came out, and they didn't they didn't make enough product, so they lost a lot of money that they could have made had they made more. The next year they made a crap load more to make up for that, but a movie wasn't released, right? So they almost lost their butt. Yeah. Because they timed yep. it so poorly, and they learned a lot of those lessons, and now they've kind of mastered the whole thing, but. Even a company like Lego almost went under because of poor decision making like that. Yeah, and how and how that yeah it can be a really good thing or it can be I mean and, and it Legos, comes down to when something's released as far as these movies right and, and these popular things that people right. want representation. Yeah, because clearly a kid's watching a preview for something, he's gonna want the toy that goes. The along reminders with it. right there. Yeah. It's the power of suggestion. Um, and the other thing I was gonna say is just Lego's another great example. I mean, DC, Marvel, uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, Batman, I said DC already, so Batman, obviously, but but they've got a ton of licenses. Well, and in they their even started making like Ninjago you know, and, and yeah, all and those, original things. That yeah, and those them. became huge because they had their own storyline, and that's what they emphasized in that show that they needed a storyline. Yeah, they needed something where the kids can go. Oh, there's characters and there's this fantasy land that right. goes along with it, and that's why movies are usually often attached to these toys. Right, because there's a, there's a story that goes. Yeah, you can. Yeah, that elaborates the whole situation. Um, there's a, depending on what your collection is and depending on how it kind of plays out, there's certain times that you need to pre-order things and that's kind of a, yeah, Funko (laughs) does that. Well, so what it, what it happens is, and it's smart marketing, right? So for example, uh, the Mandalorian, let's just, that is a great example. So they released, they said, we're going to make this product, right? Here's what it looks like. Here's how much it's going to cost. All you retailers, Amazon, uh, Entertainment Earth, whoever, all these other people, we're going to let you, we're going to send these items to you, okay? You can start pre-selling the items. For example, that Mandalorian pop that I was talking about, I'm going to be waiting a couple more months, even though I was able to buy it months ago. So it's, but the thing is, is they sell out. Like, how does that happen? It, it, it happens. They, owned yet. Yeah. The child, Baby Yoda, that pop is the most sold, in by numbers, pop Funko has ever made. That's why I'm glad Abby bought it when she was on her podcast. 
it hasn't even hit stores yet. Not even out. You can't even you touch can't it You can't touch it yet unless you're on, you know, Good Morning America or something. I guess mm-hmm. they show it. But that's, that's part of it. So it's like if you really want something and it's like right now they're, they're announcing a ton of stuff, make sure that you pre-order it because you might not. That's, that's the other part of this is like you might want it and either you're going to pay a lot on the secondary market or you're going to just not be able to find it, period. So that's part of this that sector of the waiting you know. is the hardest part but that's what you're gonna <laughs> but it's fun i mean honestly that the chase of it is what really oh, yeah, makes it fun for me hunt for, you I know mean, any collection I, that's a good point I, I, like i keep mentioning american pickers these guys like chasing this stuff down right once they right. get it it's like okay then it just sits on your shelf and even if you display it really well and look at it it's trying to find these rare items you know so speaking right. of that how long did you wait to, buy, to get your 95,000-inch Batman. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, so Funko... It might be bigger than that. I might have exaggerated. <laughs> Funko released, um, they announced last year, an 18-inch Batman, which is the largest... Oh, only 18? Okay. Largest it's almost as tall as size. me. They, they make different sizes. It goes with the variants, kind of, but they make different size pops. 18 inches is the largest one they've made, the first one they ever made, uh, Batman. And I ordered it on a third-party website, and I got a really good deal on it because I didn't want to pay retail. Um and it, I think I ordered it back in September, and I got it three weeks ago, something like that, four weeks ago. So I remember just about every day at work, you would, Monty would go, oh. yeah, I still haven't gotten it. I yeah. think it'll be another month. <laughs> yeah. It's been another month. Yeah. Still haven't gotten it. But, and, and it's and it's kind of, like I the said, waiting, the yes. anticipation, waiting for it. I mean, people, and we didn't really even dive into that. There's pop hunting or, you know action figure hunting where people will go to different stores in the mall and be like, I wonder what they got, you know, obviously that's with the internet. I yeah. Was I was just going to say, obviously with the internet, that's not as much of an issue, yeah. but that's still what people do is, Oh, that store might have that one that I've been looking for the best place to go for any of these types of action figures and pops and stuff. Find a local comic book shop. Every time I travel, I try to find that yeah. like, mom pop comic book shop because they got the best stuff because it's not the same crap that's in target and walmart and everything it's like okay yes everybody's got this right now because it's the hot thing you know birds of prey everybody's got birds of prey right now who cares that's corporate you know that's corporations too right talking about mom and pop places that can get their own specific thing well and a lot of times what that is is secondhand stuff so they're trading or they're buying oh, sure. things secondhand. They're so barbers, so people are yeah. bringing things in that's like, yeah, I've, I've, I've collected this for a while. I'm done collecting. Here, what can you give me for this? And they're, yeah, you they know, trading. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Like so, that, yeah. like I said, I, I've gone to different places when I've traveled, and it's just like I, I try to just look up. Like I just get to the place and do a Google search or a Google map, like comic books or, you know, pops or whatever. So that – because there's always things that are like I've, – I haven't seen this. I've never seen this in person, you know. I haven't seen this, and this is like a ten-year-old thing, you know. And, well, and trying shops, to find them, you know, it's kind of just fun. Cool to be in anyway. Right? They oh yeah, they got tons of stuff. And everything. Yeah. They got tons of stuff. Yeah. I mean, they they get the unique stuff, and you you find like weird statues and signed things. I mean, Michaela was down at a shop in, um, in not Panama City Beach, Tampa Bay area. Um, uh, the, the, she was. It was. It's called St. John's Pass. It's not Tampa Bay. It's the other one right next to Tampa Bay. What's the um, St. Petersburg? Oh. Um, and they had a Marty McFly, the DeLorean pop, signed by Marty McFly for five hundred dollars. It's like that's cool. You she know, bought, you don't. She bought four of them. Yeah, um, not quite. And kept them. She didn't yeah. give them to you either. Yeah. Dang it! You're not allowed to see this. Um, 
but yeah, that's and it, that's all goes into retail versus secondhand. Most of the time, unless the item drops in value, obviously this is a kind of a Captain Obvious statement, but you are never going to buy the item for cheaper than buying it from the box store for the most part. Sure. Sometimes yeah. they go on sale, obviously. Sometimes things will depreciate in value. Exactly. But you value. don't. That, who cares if it you're not that's not the thing that you're looking for no I, so nobody wants that the whole pre-ordering thing and like going out and buying it right away like sometimes you can't find it in the stores and you've got to pay secondhand prices and boy oh boy let me tell you people on ebay are more than happy to jack up their price double triple 50 times the well, original the, retail especially price especially with auctions i mean they'll just get as much as they possibly can they don't care yeah. about ripping they, them off yeah, I mean, you're. They call them flippers. People, some some of these people are flippers. Some of them just are trying to get rid of the collection or one piece. They'll go in and and they try to do they try to prevent this as much as possible online. But they'll go in and they'll buy fifty of one thing because they know the Mandalorian is going to be popular. I'm going to throw them up on eBay for twenty dollars more than what I paid for them and make a quick and those are the guys, those bucks. are the people that go to a baseball game and get the special items that they're handing out. Get yeah. as many as they can and then turn around and sell. Them. They right. don't care about them at all. Yeah, they're they usually people in the collecting community usually be like, "Ah, oh, the flippers!" So like, they don't they, they don't feed the flippers. That's like a joke, you know. So floors. beep. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I mean, there's other things like we talked about toy fairs, con exclusive. So you know, we we're gonna do eventually do. Like I said, this is this is not gonna be the first or the or should the, this is not gonna be the last time we do something other than a movie review. Um, we'll, we'll definitely want to talk about comic book conventions, you know, San Diego Comic-Con, oh, Comic all those big, you know, conventions where people get together. A lot of times companies have convention exclusives for that specific convention that like either you can only get it from there or it's special for that convention or whatever. And so um, that's just another part of collecting a lot of, especially in the pop culture, you know, comic book world. That's, that's a pretty popular. Well, it's nice pretty, to buy it, an item at an event like that right. that's such a big deal. And usually those things are more rare. Like oh, if you sure. were to buy if you were to buy one of the original pops from the first San Diego Comic-Con that they introduced them that it's going to be worth a lot of money. And they so. have that sticker on it that that's the notification that's for the proof, right? I think most places most companies put a sticker on, I think. I know for sure obviously with Funko, they they were putting a sticker on there for that convention um and then shared there's shared exclusives. We're not going to get into all that, but anyways, um, and then I guess kind of one of the last things that I want to talk about is that, um, surprisingly enough, and it's, and it, there's, I think there's a Jeff Goldblum, um, TV show called, uh, uh, Life Gordon, Jeff Goldblum, where he talks about shoes and there's a guy that he, he meets and he does unboxing videos of shoes. Yeah. And surprisingly, that's a huge thing on YouTube. And I've, I've found myself doing it. Not I, just I shoes, like, everything. like, yeah, at everything, but collectibles especially there's yeah. there's this, this following for it no, and like, like when you told me that i'm like are you serious yeah but everybody's a, making videos of everything now and it's i mean it's a big deal and and i do that like oh do i want to buy this thing if it's headphones oh, what's the unboxing let's and the guy is usually pretty knowledgeable about hey tell you the features what's this like funko does live you know facebook live events or whatever and they'll hey we're unboxing our latest product and they're the company doing it themselves. So, I don't know, like that that Mandalorian pop. I might go find a video. It's like, oh, unboxing of this pop, and I so don't have can, it yet. So you can see what you're getting. Then is that? I mean, that's why you're. That's watching. part of it, yeah. And, and it's 
the next best thing to actually having it in your hand. Oh, sure, because you, you got to wait six months. So if I can see it out of the box, you you know, oh, there's this thing on the back. Oh, he's got a extra gun on the back. I didn't know that because it's facing forward. And so I'm, you put the you video know. on the shelf and place the thing <laughs> right. until you get Just it? Just put my phone up on the shelf with a picture of it. <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> so that's kind of all we have to talk about, I guess, is in terms of collections and the, the different um, – details and intricacies of of collecting Um, anything else mickey that you wanted to add as far as the different types or the the companies or any there's a ton of fun i highly recommend going and watching the toys that made us on netflix and there's another on netflix called the movies that made us which is along those lines those are rare i mean they're really interesting they keep you completely involved when you're watching the whole episode because like you say the history History, of all these different History and, of them and, and fun facts and yeah, details and that, interviews. Because, I mean, if you've been around as long as I have, you, you know a lot of these things already, but you're still surprised. Oh, my God, I didn't know that's how that started. And these are facts about it. So, Yeah. Um, that's all, like I said, that's all I've got really got to say about uh, collections. What collect, What stuff do you guys collect? Go, yeah. Hit us up on Facebook and uh, I want to say Instagram. We don't have an Instagram account. I just That's what everybody <laughs> says. Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Um, not yet, but, uh, Monty and Mickey at gmail.com M O N T Y A N D M I C K E Y at gmail.com. Uh, email us. What, 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 what kind of stuff do you collect? What, do you got any unique collections? Do you got any fun things that, you know, most people don't realize that you collect or yeah, something that fairly standard. I mean, my board game one might be a little more out there than, than the rest, but the rest of them, what we collect is fairly standard stuff. You know, yeah. So. And let, let us know if there's something fun, something that you're really passionate about, let, you know. Especially something different than the kinds of things we've mentioned. Right, right. I mean, because there's, obviously, there's so many different you types. You can collect anything. I right. mean, American Pickers, which I keep referring to, people collect jeans. Yeah. And, I mean, some of those oh. have massive value from a certain There's era. an episode of that Jeff Goldblum show where they talk about jeans and how people, like, like people go back into, like, the old mining towns. Oh, like, and from the 20s. And try to, like, and, pull them out, Yeah. And they, so. I mean, they're, they're worth hundreds of dollars for a yep. pair of jeans that's all ratty and stuff. Right. Exactly. So, so yeah, so let us know if you've got any collections. Um, we're not 100% sure right now, the peek behind the curtain, what our next episode is going to be on. So if you've got any good suggestions, I know there's a couple good movies coming out, a couple new TV shows or things are going to start. I think, I think, I don't even know if they need to catch up, but I think Walking Dead's starting this week. Yep, um, it is. Uh, Stranger Things. Stranger Things is going to be coming out this, I think, this summer, or season four. Um, Breaking Bad fans, as I mentioned, Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul, yeah, yeah. Sunday, at Walking Dead and oh, Better Call okay. Saul this Sunday. So. Um, and then uh, I think there's some Disney Plus stuff on the horizon, nothing immediately. Um, the uh, Black Widow, uh, Wonder Woman 1984. There's a couple new movies and stuff that we're, we're going to want to cover, and we mentioned I'm sure we'll, yeah. So, but but if you got anything you know unique or something that you want us to cover, hey, do, do you guys you know, even if it's something that we don't have a whole lot of knowledge about, having doing the research for these is just as much fun as doing them for me. We're so. slow readers, but we read, so <laughs> we can figure it out. We both have phones. We both have internet. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's I guess all I've got to say. So. Uh, you know, as, as we always like to say, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. Thanks, guys. What's going on?